Welcome everyone to Reckless Comedy, where the only comedy you'll find here is Reckless. Each week I'll be joined by all sorts of guests, from comedians to actors, and if we're really lucky, someone famous. My guest for this episode, he's a stand-up comedian who I've had the pleasure of performing alongside at my most recent gig. But before we introduce him, let me introduce myself. My name is Kim Nash and I am your host for Reckless Comedy. Now please welcome the second guest ever here on the Reckless Comedy Podcast. Please welcome the one and only Sam Not L. Jackson. <laughs> hey, cheers, man. How you doing, man? How's lockdown treating you? How are you doing, man? Oh, not bad, you know. Can't tell what the hell's going on, but yeah, I never really could. Yeah. So, uh, just so for those who do not know, tell everyone a bit about um, yourself, really? Yeah, uh, uh, my name is Sam Jackson, and my middle name is, in fact, L. I have a rather, well, one of my middle names is L. I've got a very long full name, which no one has ever bothered to say. Mm-hmm. So I just don't tell anyone it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm stand up comedy, I'm doing stand up comedy just like you. I performed with you along in the rock and I think I was going to perform with you at the Dolphin one time before it got cancelled. Yeah, yeah, because that was, oh, yeah. trying to think of the date. I think it was 23rd of March, I think it was supposed to be, or 22nd. Yeah, it was the end of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that got cancelled, you know. Like, it's a shame because yeah. I'm going to be trying out some brand new stuff as well. Yeah, same. I had, like, written a whole new set list and I don't really, like, eat it. I write it and then... I speak it, and the way I go is if I, if I hear laughs and I remember it, then it's yeah. good and I keep it. But because I didn't yeah. perform it, I forgot on most of the shit. <laughs> yeah, and I think with um, lockdown or quarantine for anyone in the US who is listening, because we have got a 20% audience of people in the US, oh, yeah. so that's brilliant. Uh, for those who do not know, you know, Sam's stand-up set was brilliant at the loft. He had quite a few people in stitches. I think you were towards the end as well, I think. Oh, yeah. The one that usually gets people is the, rab- is the rabbi story. Yes, that was a really good story. Me and they think, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know if you want me to tell it here or not, but... Uh, you can if you want. It's up to you, mate. Yeah, might as well. It was, um, I came back from my first, my first term at uni. I was gone for, like, you know, two, three months. Mm-hmm. I come back and my friend Colin gives me this envelope and he bows. I'm confused, but I opened it and they've got me ordained as a universal rabbi. I can marry and legally circumcise anyone that's Jewish. I don't even need proof. But the first thing is, I've got nerve damage, so I shake. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be. Doing, I, sh- I shouldn't be doing the circumcision because that's going to turn into something very different very quickly. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! Yes, yeah, so from circumcision to reassignment surgery. Very, very quickly. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Guys, once um, pubs and gigs start again, you really need to see Sam in action because who doesn't like her? Shaking rabbi. 
I could use it as me uh, as my stage name, Sam the Shaken Rabbi Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I've just gotten the worst look from the girlfriend. That's the saying. She <laughs> really does not approve of that one. <laughs> oh god. So, um, I think first question is, um, what got you into stand up? Uh, the thing that first got me really into stand up was I, I was always the like sarcastic one, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever anyone would like make it, like one of my friends said uh, would be running, going, "Guess what? Guess what?" And I go, "I oh, know that's a towel fell over," or something like that. Um, yeah. And because I did drama, I performed quite a bit. I had no problem being on stage. I just didn't know whether or not my stuff would be funny enough. Mm-hmm. But I really do like things like. You know, um, Bill Burr, yeah, and um, Frankie Boyle, but kind of not like, very, not offensive bad comedy, but you know, pushing the boundaries a bit of what can and can't be jokes sort about. Sort of dark humor slash edgy sort of stuff. Yeah, not like edgy to be edgy, more like you know. Um, Oh, not many people have joked about the Paralympics, so I felt like joking about it in my first set. Yeah. Like, not obviously talking about, like, you know, going around making people Paralympians. I was talking about, like, um, you know, if uh, they were doing boxing, you know, with the guys that didn't have any arms. Yeah. You know, the unstoppable force meets the immovable yeah. object, like, televised. Hmm. Um, and... <laughs> In my second year, I just thought, you know what, I might as well just go for it. Yeah. And uh, it's actually been really fun. I've done about three, four gigs. I've done one with you and Dan. Yeah. Um, I've done one with Matt Rosenblade, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I've done one with him. Uh, I've done two at the Dolphin, one at the Lost and one in the Atrium, I think. I'll just um, mention to the viewers that uh, those who don't know, the Dolphin is a reasonably priced pub in Portsmouth, which does a really good comedy night. I've had the pleasure of um, performing there once, and that one time I performed there, as stated in the last podcast, I got heckled to all hell. (laughs) Oh, mate, I'm so sorry for you. Oh, trust me, I, I shouldn't have done the material that I did. I... I didn't even get to start doing, like, getting into the material before the guy piped up, which was funny. Literally, the first story I I had said was about, I was on this train, and I was, like, walking through, and there's, like, you know, when you walk through a train, and you just hear, like, this small part of someone's conversation. It doesn't have to be a long bit of conversation, but it just has to be maybe one line or something like that. Yeah. I, heard, I heard this woman say to her six, seven-year-old daughter, you can be happy when you've got loads of money and you're married. And I'm like, what the fuck, woman? <laughs> oh, God. It's, a, it's literally a, it's a Disney film at that point. It's a Disney film on the Metro. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, And that's the only part of material I got to. I'm about to go into a bit of material that I'll admit wasn't mine or wasn't original and this guy starts heckling me and starts saying 
that I'm, you know, plagiarizing the artist. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> as long as you can, like, change it up a bit, it's fine. Yeah. Take an idea. That's, that's the, and then I was about to be doing a 10-minute set. At this point, we were maybe three or four minutes in when he starts. So for the next six minutes, we are pretty much trying to throw insults at each other. <laughs> and, in the, and in the end, the only proper decent joke I got out of that was, I said to the heckler, carry on, this is your own time you're wasting. And did he shout something like, no, it's yours, or some shit like that? No, it, it just went silent after that. And then I tried getting back onto the material and I'm like, you know what? I'm fucked. I'm utterly fucked. So I just decided to say, all right, thanks to this dickhead over here, my time is up. Yeah. And then obviously I went off and then the next act that actually came on after me, I was, I was walking to go to the toilet and this artist, uh, the act that was on after me said, oh Kim, it's all right, I'm, I'm on your side. And I'm like, I'm going for a fucking piss, mate. Can you tell me afterwards? <laughs> I, I know that feeling. I'm like, mate, I appreciate you being on my side. But not when I want to go for piss. Are you going to be on my side with me dick out or something? I know that feeling. We were doing we were doing a drama performance one time, and because um, we were doing it for a level, our features had to be you know at like twenty minutes, so that had to be a big thing. And we were performing to the year ten, so we were doing GCSE, so like giving yeah. inspiration. And I said, right, I'm going to go for this right before it starts up. So I get ready to go to the toilet. And then my drama teacher went, all right, everybody huddle. This is going to go well. So I'm there bursting for fish, bent over into a huddle, which is making it like a thousand times worse. He's giving us a pep talk saying we've got to go for it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> and then as soon as we get done, he like says, right, get in position. So I'm like, wait, what? And like, the the first scene, the first scene of that play was us doing like a freeze frame. Oh, I stand there perfectly still while about to piss myself. I'm an actor myself. I absolutely hate doing freeze frames. And I've actually, in a recent show I did, I, um, I genuinely needed a piss just as we're doing a freeze frame. And I'm like, if I piss myself on stage, this ain't going to be good. I'm going to be feeling... <laughs> so shit for the next two and a half hours. It's so bad when you have to do free streams because something happens. I didn't I've heard something which happened in the show I did. Um, pretty much, I was on stage right and I'm supposed to have a prop, sort of like a handkerchief to give to another actor. Before the show, I say to the prop woman, right, have you got, got it ready? And I'm like, and she's like, yeah. I get around there, this is maybe towards the end of the first half, I get over there and I say, could I have my pop? And she's like, I don't know where it is. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm like 20 oh. seconds before I'm about to go on. And she's like, well, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, fuck this, I'll improvise. Luckily, I had the scarf on. So I literally had to fucking hand over a scarf to an audience. Uh, no, to uh, the cast member. And the line she says is, 
has anyone got a handkerchief? <laughs> so as you can imagine, the whole audience is like, oh, this guy's going to give him give her a handkerchief. Nope. Give it the fucking stuff. Oh, I, mean, I, know, I know the props are always the thing, aren't they? Yeah. It's either that or one of the things we had to do is one of the cast members on the last show in the morning decided to go to Weatherspoons and get absolutely <laughs> hammered. <laughs> so what I had to do during that whole last show, well, just before the show started, backstage, me and him nearly got into a punch-up because I called him a ginger alcoholic. So then at this point, there's already enough tension from the rest of the cast because it's the last show. But then a fight nearly kicking off backstage, just as the audience are coming in and taking their seats. It's just like, and then obviously we have to get split up. So I have to change half of my stage directions round the other way. And then there's a scene where me and him are both stood next to each other. And because he's pissed out his head, he can't remember all his fucking lines. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, oh. I want to knock the cunt out and I have to give him all his fucking lines. Yeah, I know that feeling, mate. And the worst thing about it was his mum was in the audience as well. So I, I had to explain to his mum that he was drunk. I I had just gone up to her, put a hat, put my hand on her shoulder, and said, "You should have swallowed," and then walked away. Oh fucking hell! Oh Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know how you mean that. We were. Um, Oh Jesus fucking god! Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm literally nearly crying. <laughs> fucking hell! Oh, I love this. Oh Jesus Christ! This is almost better yeah. than the first episode, and that was the fucking pilot. <laughs> Oh, oh, what we're gonna do now, guys, is we're gonna we've got a what we're gonna do now is we're gonna have a quick ad break because this episode surprisingly has a sponsor. Fucking hell. Is it Ray yeah, Shadow I, Legends? Yeah, I know, right? Uh if you did not see the first episode, the first episode's uh sponsor was the Cunt Association. And let's just say I am not the leader of the Cunt Association, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeremy Corbyn. He's the leader of the Cunt Association. Who's Jeremy Corbyn? He's left. He's left Parliament and shit, I think. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's left oh. Parliament and now we've set up the Cunt Association. <laughs> yeah, the Wanker Association. <laughs> That's next week's sponsor. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus Christ. Right, guys, we'll be back in about 20 to 30 seconds because here is the ad advert for our sponsor, which surprisingly is the people who's distributing this podcast. That's the amazing people over at anchor.fm. 
Enjoy the advert. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to create, distribute, post and monetize your podcast. And what's better, it's 100% free. So head on over to anchor.fm today. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by following us on Twitter. Our handle is at reckless underscore comedy. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So we thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Uh, the next question is, who's your favourite stand-up comedian? Oh, that's a big one. I think probably my favourite one is Ramesh Raghunathan, because I've seen him live a few times. Yeah, he's absolutely brilliant, in my opinion. I re- I, it was the joke, the, I think one of the first jokes that made me legitimately cry laughing was... Um, it was the one they were he was saying where you know his his mum gave him the name like James, yeah, or something on his birth certificate so that he wouldn't be discriminated against. <laughs> I found that one so funny. And when they're saying about him on his phone on the day and his wife's going, Ramesh, 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 James, and then he finally turns around. <laughs> that that one got me laugh. That one I think made me burst. I think uh, he's definitely one of my favourites. Oh Jesus, man. Like, so, we'll talk about, obviously, um, when you got to perform alongside me for the first time. Um, I'll just say, like I've said before, your set was brilliant. Uh, I think I had to do... was really good, too. I think I had to do the intro music for you, I think, or was it for someone else? I can't remember. No, you did the intro music for me. It was someone else who did it for the other guy you were performing from Comedy Society. Yeah. Charlie, yeah. he was the dickhead that left early. Yeah. Talking about that, um, those, who, those who weren't there on the night, uh, you you won't know, but um, at the start of the show, we had a pretty good size audience. But by the start of the second half, half of them had fucked off. He, he, went, he went out clubbing with them, I think. They were there, so they could go straight from here to the club, or from there to Preeze. Yeah. Like, uh, the, for those who don't know, the night was hosted at The Loft in um, Portsmouth. No, South Sea, is it? I, I can't fucking remember. It's been so long. It's in South Sea, I think, because it's not too far from me. Yeah. Uh, it was also emceed by one of our guests from last week, Dan Stevens. Uh, wonderfully well, uh, I think... I think, let's just talk about the acts that were there. Apart from me, there were, everyone was really on point, I think, with everything they were doing, I think. Yeah, it was a good night. Like, the material I did, that a lot of it, funny thing is when I did that gig, is I had just done a gig in Croydon the night before. Ah, in my home turf. So, um, you know, I had done that material the night before, but it was slightly changed up a bit. Because one of the funniest yeah. things which happened at Croydon the night before was um, this guy walked in while I was doing my set and he was making like, he wasn't drunk, but he was just, you know, having a chat. Because it was in a basement, you know, it's really echoey. And yeah. I decided to pick on him and I said, what's your name? And he said, Richard. Worst name to have with a stand-up comedian in the room. Because I went like this, Richard or Dick for short. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a dick, isn't it? Yeah, and then someone at the back shouted, 
big dick Richard. And I'm like, we have, big, we have a big dick in the house. It big was energy, in it? Yeah, it was absolutely hilarious. And obviously, when I did the loft, travel that night was absolutely fucking horrendous because I got, I get to the station for the train I needed to get. And then a tree falls on the line at the next station before the station I was at. So my train's oh, got yeah. delayed by about 90 minutes. And I arrived at the venue around about a minute to two minutes before the night was due to start. Fucking hell, mate. So it was a gig that nearly, I could have easily have just turned around, gone home and said, travel's bad. Nope. Yeah. I decided to make the journey down there anyway, because obviously back then the coronavirus sort of thing was starting to pipe up in the news. And it was a case of, I think with a lot of comedians were do as many gigs as you can, just in case we do go into lockdown. And we ended up going into lockdown. Yeah. And yeah, that's one of the things as well was um, when we were going to do our dolphin performance, I had planned to do a whole new set. Yeah. Same here. Um, one of the jokes I was going to make was about, you know, January the world was on fire. February almost had World War Three. Now we've got the Black Death of the 20th century. What yep. next? Fucking aliens invade. And what do you know? During lockdown, they confirmed UFOs exist. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think a question, hmm, a question that was asked yesterday, uh, well, no, on the last podcast, was um, when do you think... Or what's everyone's predictions on when do you think we'll be able to start gigging again? Uh, everyone in the episode did say maybe September, late August. What are your opinions on it? Do you agree? Or do you have a different I thought, opinion? Yeah, I, I thought late August, because that would be when we can actually get people in there. Like, yeah. There's no point in really gigging in like July if we can only gig to like five, six people. Yeah. It would really be in August when we, when we can get like 20 or 30 in there that would probably be the time that we start back up yeah I think I think that's what we're all saying really somewhere between August and September I reckon we'll be able to start gigging again I really do hope so yeah like um, you know uh, if those who didn't see the last podcast uh, a good friend of mine and a guest uh, Callum Fryer has written about four pages of Adolf Hitler material Oh God! Let's just say Adolf Hitler ruined the uh, moustache style for everyone. I love that. I was not expecting to hear Adolf Hitler material, but you know what? That's just what makes the day. This is actually an interesting question, and I want to get all the guest appearances uh, opinions on this. Is if Adolf Hitler was alive now? Would he be a celebrity or would he be known as the biggest cunt in the world? <laughs> it depends on how his PR team is. <laughs> like, if he has yeah. a PR team like Prince Andrew, then you know what? He'll be fine. Talking about that, who's more of a cunt? Prince Andrew in um, a Pizza Express or Adolf Hitler in a Pizza Express? I think probably Adolf Hitler, because you would think Hitler in a preacher's press, he'd be shouting his order at the waitress, like, every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, when the waitress comes up, seek fucking hell, woman! 
he just says, he just says like, I'm going to take the pepperoni. He goes, sorry, we've got no pepperoni. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just apologise to if there's any Germans listening or any war veterans listening. I am so sorry. I don't know if we'll have many World War II veterans listening, but... You never know, we might have World War III veterans at this rate. Oh, God, no. Um, you know, if we do, uh, uh, if we do, I'm going into battle in the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I, I want to be stylish with, like, a kilt. You know, if my enemy post gets around and I'm just gonna play like ye like banishy faithful men on the bagpipes as the grenades fly or something like that. I think this is a question a lot of people are gonna hate me saying and it's gonna make me sound like a big asshole cunt, but if World War Three was to happen or if a third war was gonna happen, who else agrees that it would probably be the world versus China. Yeah, I can see that. I can very much see that at this point. Yeah, I can. I mean, let's face it, the Chinese haven't had a great name for themselves lately, have they? Yeah, as if, like, like, the Chinese were getting abuse from us anyway in the first place, and now they're going to be getting even more. You know, it'll be like that scene in Avengers where it'll be like, um, you know, when Thanos is like, you can't take me on, and he goes, we're not alone. It's all the other countries together coming to face him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why oh. can I just compare more politics to the end game? <laughs> uh, um, another subject that I'm going to bring up is, I don't know if you saw recently on Facebook, I think I shared it, um, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeremy Kyle is coming back. Oh yes. Opinions on that? I'm happy. I'm happy. Like seeing as Jeremy Kyle, no one watches it really to see things get resolved. We watch it because we want to see people with three teeth left fight over who's shat in the room. Yeah, we, we just watch it to hear that, that, that's happened. If anything, I want to see an uncensored version of Jeremy Kyle just to hear what everyone fucking said during an argument. Well, you hear like beep and I beep. Like, there's probably some words in there. I reckon uh, most of it is slut, cunt, fucking bitch. I mean, like, there was a thing, I don't know if you saw it ages ago on Jeremy Cow, it was like, my, my aunt has disowned me because she thinks I pooped in the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, I remember watching that one. And it was like three Irish women trying to tell their weird aunt like weird auntie who made voodoo dolls of them all and stabbed oh, them with I'll say this no wonder they needles. no wonder there was like a fucking suspicion they're fucking Irish yeah but like oh yeah see, yeah that's a good point <laughs> I mean it, it could be worse it could be Welsh oh fucking hell Welsh are proper dragons aren't they I really made a dragon joke oh my fucking god Oh, comedy at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Comedy at its fucking best. Oh um, God! My um, my, well, my un uncle, guy's married to my aunt. He's Welsh. Oh Jesus! Christ. And he tried to 
you tried to talk to us about how Wales is great last time I was in. You tried speaking in fluent Welsh. Mm-hmm. And my stepmom came in and thought he was choking. Oh, Jesus. All she could hear was... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, I think our next question is, what, what have you been doing to keep yourself mentally active during lockdown? Because I know quite a few listeners and other people may be going through a hard time with lockdown, obviously being separated from family members. One of the yeah. advice we got uh, from Callum was to not think how long um, lockdown has been and just think that it will all be over soon-ish. Yeah, I, I joke that. If you think on the positive side, it doesn't seem as long. Yeah. Um, I've, really just, I, I've been trying to get back into playing games because... Uh, the fact that I have had uni work to play with, I've had uni work to do, that I used to run, I was trying to maintain a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing games, but luckily I was also put into lockdown with my partner, so I've had her to keep me company, we've been watching films, we've got Disney Plus. We pretty much only watch the same right. five things on Disney question. Plus. What, what's the best film currently on Disney Plus? Best film currently on Disney Plus? Like legitimately good or legitimately like so bad it's fun. Like either, I don't mind either. Because like, if you say like best like that, probably like Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. It's really so bad it's good. Hmm. There's like this old like Disney Channel film called Teen Beach Movie. Oh, I remember watching that. Fuck me. It's so strange. They try and have it like it's a teen beach movie. She's trying to do self-discovery. And then they have a billionaire evil scientist who's making a weather machine to flood the island. The best way I could describe those, that film is a B-Tech... Um, oh, what's it called? Grease. A B-Tech Grease sort of thing. <laughs> it pretty much is. Because, let's, let's admit, Grease is one of the most influential sort of films from the 70s, and it's personally one of my favourite films from that era. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I think, going back to Disney+, Plus, a lot of people have been saying to me that currently the best film that's on there at the moment is the 2019 remake of Aladdin, apparently. Mm. Nope. I, I, I watched that, I watched that, I watched it. It is the most bland film I've seen. Like, I, I do agree. Uh, the remake of Aladdin. I agree to an extent. Well, me, me and my girlfriend watched the remake of Aladdin. I like. I didn't mind Will Smith as the genie. Yeah, but uh, nothing will nothing will beat Robin Williams, though, will it? Nothing. Uh, he, he brought the energy. Yeah. And uh, to be yeah. honest, I don't really like any of the remakes of the Disney films. We we all know remakes are just a cash grab, even. Disney can't avoid that. Like, what remakes they've done, Beauty and the Beast. So, trying to think what they've done so far. They've done Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. What else have they done? Cinderella. Cinderella. Oh, yeah, they did Cinderella. That one, I, I, to be honest, I enjoyed that one. It's not, it's not amazing, but it's pretty decent. And, and let's be honest, we've got Lily James in that. 
she went and she did that and then she went on to do um Mamma Mia Z which I think is absolutely brilliant. I like that as well. Uh it was Jungle Books the only other one, and Jungle Books not bad actually. I've heard mixed opinions on it. I don't mind I like it. I think okay, there's I think there's two reasons why I like it. Which is one, Idris Elba as Shere Khan works very, very well. Mm-hmm. And for two, they have Christopher Walken playing King Louis. And in his mound of like, gold, he has a cowbell. I mean, that's from the same SNL thing where he goes, my cowbell. Interesting, interesting. I, I think that's one of the only reasons why I like it. Interesting. Um, I think the final sort of subject we'll talk about is um, something which I brought up very briefly in the pilot episode is we started having a discussion about, um, because the TV show The Office is currently on Netflix starring the amazing Ricky Gervais, the question we've all been asking everyone is, which is better, the USA remake of The Office or the British version? Oh, do I have to answer this? Yep. I might offend some people. I'm going to have to say the US version. That's interesting because I I started re-watching the US version. Don't get me wrong, like, I will always prefer David Brent to Michael Scott. Yeah. But I think one of the most iconic things for me personally is that David Brent made an appearance in the US office. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I, whether Ricky Gervais had planned that beforehand or whether it was just a case of, why don't we, you know, throw a reference in for the British fans? Yeah. I, I think, I, I just think the reason why I've seen it is because I've seen. The Office uh, US one a few times, so it's fresh in my memory. I remember it. Yeah. The UK one, I remember some parts, but not fully. I think, I think that's like one of the main things is like quotability. Yeah, I think my favourite moment in the Office UK is um, oh, it's when um David Brent says to one of the employees, "Oh, you're hard just because the." It's just one of their moments because that is what I would say in that situation. Is that oh you yeah. are only because the camera's on? Yeah, you know? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, because we didn't get any public questions in, which is a bit of a shame, but who cares? Because it's great talking to comedians like yourselves. We have now started to come to the end of episode two of Reckless Comedy. Um, Before I say the outro, um, let's, if anyone wants to follow Sam on any of his social medias, I don't know if he has any social media platforms or, uh, Sam, just promote yourself Uh, for about five seconds. Uh, Yeah, I've got obviously uh, Facebook, Sam Jackson, you can get me on there. Uh, I think the picture is me it's a picture of, of me with my middle finger up, so. Typical. Picture. But you can, um, I've also on Instagram, uh, it's Kung Po Chili Prawn Boy is my Instagram tag. 
Uh, I don't know why. I don't remember why I put that. That's it. Um, but I uh, pretty much the main thing you can get me at is UOP comedy. Really? Uh, I'm the vice. Yeah, I'm the vice president of the Portsmouth Comedy Society. When uni starts back up and pubs open, we're going to be talking. We're going to be digging quite a bit around Portsmouth. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you can catch one of yeah. me or the guys there. Just the final thing before I go into the outro is what can you tell, what can people expect once uh, lockdown is finished and we are able to get gigging again? What can people expect from you if they see you performing? Uh, one of the things people can expect from me is I'm thinking of trying out uh, some more like, usually I usually go for like trying like the obvious sort of humour, like, yeah. I would go about, you know, oh, I'm just loving if you cut your arms off. I want to talk about some more like personal experiences, like personal yeah. stories this time. I think personally, for me, one of the things I can tell everyone here to expect is that obviously in the past I've done sort of dark humour slash religious sort of stuff. If those who didn't see my video from um, the loft, you'll remember I started talking about God for about a minute or two, um, but. All you can expect from me when gigging starts again is some brand new material with the return of a couple of new bits. And you never know, the unisex joke might return. What did you think of that joke? I like that joke. I liked it quite a bit, actually. Yeah, it's, it, it literally just came to my head as I'm on the way to a gig. I'm like, my name's unisex. What are the two things I don't get? I don't go to uni and I don't get sex. It's harsh. That. It's harsh, but it's true. <laughs> I like that. This is fun. It is. There's like, um, oh, was it, someone said unisex, and someone, uh, it was a joke of, no, you and me sex, and someone goes, yes, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, so thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on Reckless Comedy. Make sure to follow us on our social media platform. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at reckless underscore comedy. Go give us a follow there. Also, you can find us on Spotify anchor.fm and soundtrap google podcast and hopefully itunes eventually so make sure you go give us a listen over there and stay tuned so you don't miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this episode we appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show as that would help out a lot also if you like this show you might want to tune in next time when I'll be joined once again by another guest for more fun and laughs. Once again, massive thank you to the guest for this week, Sam Jackson, for coming on to episode two of the Reckless Comedy Podcast. Sam, have you enjoyed yourself? Oh, yeah, I had a great time. It's been a great way to spend the evening. Yeah, it, it gives us all a chance, you know, to make light out of a really dark and depressing situation. Yeah, I hope to help come on here again sometime, mate. Yeah, um, I'm planning on getting all the guests from the last episode on here eventually, maybe for episode 10 or 12. Uh, the next couple of episodes, we've got a load of USA guests coming on, so make sure everyone, not just Sam, not just the guests from the last show, but everyone, make sure you tune in for that coming soon. And don't forget to check out the social media platforms of not just Reckless Comedy, but myself, where I will be posting updates on when the next podcast is coming out and who's on the show. 
once again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Sam, any final words? Uh, pretty much just everyone keeps staying positive. Well said. Well you said. Know, you know, as soon as this opens up again, it's going to be the biggest piss-up. Yep. History and history. not just that. Trust me, once we're allowed to be gigging again, I can tell you it will be reckless comedy everywhere. Oh, that I can't wait for. It's reckless, literally going to be, oh, it's going to be anarchy. How about this reckless comedy UK tour? Warlords on tour. Yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. I've been Kim Nash. This week's guest has been Sam Jackson. This has been Reckless Comedy, where the only comedy you'll find here is Reckless. Stay safe, everyone, and we hope to be, you know, tuned back in next week. Are you ready for this song? Ready for this song? Ready for this song?